Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I am joined here by the lovely Maria Casillas and a special guest, which we'll get to his name and all about him very, very shortly here. Uh, but first, we want to first just remind you and thank you for listening into our show every single week. We really do appreciate you. Um, this has been a show that has been growing basically every week, and uh, we've been doing it for over a year now, almost two. Is you know, it's coming up on two. Uh, in well, actually, I guess it's not that long, but it's it's over a year. You know, sometimes it feels like two. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we've, we've really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, there's a few ways that you can connect with us. Uh, one is through our Facebook group, which is New Money Habits Financial Coaches. You know, it's free to join that. And we would love to have you connect through there just so we can meet you. Um, I'm actually hopping on a call with the coach here uh, tomorrow just to, you know, answer his questions and, uh, and connect with him. And that's what this is all about, you know. So join that Facebook group and we can connect there. And the other thing that we ask is that if you like this episode, that you do two things. One is that you leave a rating on our on our show, and the other one would be an honest review. Because if you were to do those two things, not only does it help us understand what you like about the show, but it also helps spread it out to other people so that they can get the value as well. So, awesome. So, with this episode in particular, we have a very special guest, and his name is Ryan Roy. Ryan Roy, I connected with him uh, through actually uh, an event that he was throwing uh, just because I think he wanted to just do it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, Ryan has his own coaching business called The Artful Dollar, and he has been doing this for a few years now and has really taken off. And we just thought that he'd be a great person to bring on and, and kind of share his wisdom and his story and talk about some of the key things that really brought him in uh, up to his like level of success. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. So Ryan, welcome, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, it's cool to be, to have something to share that's valuable because uh, two and a half years ago when I started my financial coaching business, uh, I was just trying to get as much value as I could from other coaches. And so it's just an honor to be here to be have something to even share on a podcast it gets crazy it's kind of a trip i'll be honest yeah that's kind of the goal right is like you know at first we're kind of consumers we're just trying to figure out like our footing yeah. but then the goal is to get to a point where we can then give back right and here we are and that's awesome man yeah so. super cool thank you for having me yeah man so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, like what got you into coaching? Uh, when did you start doing it? And a little bit about your journey uh, that got you to where you are now. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I have a pretty interesting journey. Uh, I think I, I mean, financial coaches, I don't know that they fall into any one category. You have such a, a mix of backgrounds and stuff like that. But I think my story is particularly unique uh, because I have been an artist my whole life. 
I have been a tattoo artist now for 14 years. I've owned a tattoo shop for right now about six years. We actually are just expanding and opening up a new studio and that's exciting. But um, it's awesome. Uh, low down tattoo. If anyone's in New York City and wants to get an awesome tattoo, uh, I don't tattoo anymore because financial coaching has taken over my life. But <laughs> for a little plug out for my tattoo shop and my family there. Um, but yeah, so I really didn't ever think of myself as someone that was good with money. I was, I had enough fear about debt to like avoid it. But like, also I, when I was 25, I was like, I should probably get a credit card because uh, you know, I need to build debt and credit and um, not build debt, build credit. So I had this like healthy fear, but also uh, an aversion to being good with, I just wasn't, I didn't think of it. And in my journey to being an artist, to creating more time and energy so that I could focus on art, I realized I kind of need to figure out the money stuff. And, and I somewhere in the first year of opening up my own business after eight years of tattooing, I'd sort of, you know, obviously to open up my own business, I had to sort of get a handle on savings. Uh, got a shout out to the richest man in Babylon for changing my life. Um, but uh, I realized I need to, the tax thing, the retirement thing, the managing thing, the bookkeeping thing, like it was just all this stuff. And it was all taking my energy and my time away from the thing I wanted to do, which was make art. And so I just realized if I got good at all this stuff and it became easy, then I'd have more time to make art and that would be perfect. And so I just like made it a part of my creative practice was to get on top of seek guidance from other mentors and people to get on top of my money game. And, you know, in that process, Although the goal wasn't to become a financial coach at all. Like there was some point where like, I realized that I'm like researching these things for fun. Like I'm not just looking up financial statistics or understanding the stock market or, uh, uh you know, whatever things I was looking up, you know, I, I really was like fascinated with this world of money. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, that was when I was like, okay, maybe there's like a, something I should do with this. And I didn't have the time because I was tattooing full time. But then during COVID, uh, I had to shut down my tattoo studio during the beginning of the pandemic. And I had a four month old baby and my first and only child. And I was like, I need to make money somehow. And I need to do it remotely. Can't do that with tattooing. And that was when I was like, I'm going to become a financial coach. And I, it's been on my mind for maybe two years at that point already. And it was like, there's an opportunity here. I'm going to take it and I'm going to go all in. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, what I love about your story is two things. One, that you come from like an artistic space. Uh, and, and two is that you were kind of pushed into this in a way, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, like, you know, the, the word that honestly, like got very, very overused during the whole uh, start of COVID was the word pivot. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you did. You're like, okay, I got to pivot. Right. And step into something that's completely unrelated to what you had been doing for the, the decade before. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love that because we, we have different stories, uh, you know, you and I, but they're also kind of similar. Um, you come from the tattoo industry and you had to make that change during COVID uh, I, I come from the music industry. So before I was a, a uh, financial coach, I was a, a promoter for concerts. I did yeah. that for about eight years. And uh, same thing. All the concerts went bye-bye. 
You know, yeah. they're the first thing to go away and the last thing to come back. Yeah. So I, I did the same thing. I was like, well, I guess I'll just be a financial coach. And that's when I started. <laughs> it was, was March of 2020. Well, I guess so. I have no other option. I guess I'll just do this. Yeah. yeah. Thing that I love so much, but it was like, yeah. I, and it's cool how life, I'm a firm believer. There've been so many times where things just didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. Like that time, the global pandemic shut everything down. Uh, and it, it, you know, I, uh, I embrace the breakdown and this is like a mantra of mine. Like every breakdown is an opportunity for a breakthrough. And so rather than averting from removing myself or blaming something for the breakdown, it's like, how can I look inside and I want to get the gold. Let me see where the gold is in this breakdown and take it, you know, and no one's, and nothing's going to stop me from finding the gold in the breakdown. Mm. Yeah. That is really, really good. And that's easy to remember too, right? Like every breakdown is an opportunity for a breakthrough. Yeah. But it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, like some breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. No, it's not like that. Every single breakdown is an opportunity for a breakthrough if you choose to look for it. Right, right. And and it's very easy for us not to look for that. You know, and I, um, I've had this with clients, and I, I'll say this real quickly: is just this is such a good example of breakdown. So, any financial coach has been doing this for a little while. You're going to have clients that think that something's wrong; they're not getting the right coaching or something like that. And I did take on a client at one time that didn't fit my profile of like my particular niche, and I actually tried to pawn her off to someone else in one of these Facebook groups. I was like, "Hey, anyone want to help?" But she ultimately, I gave her some references and she ultimately came back and said, hey, Ryan, I really want to work with you. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, a month or so into the program, she was like, I don't know if this is what I'm looking for because of X, Y, Z. And I knew that at first my fear is like, oh, I'm going to have to refund her or something. And, you know, all that. and I was like, no, 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 no. She's coming up against her own block here. And this is an opportunity to something's coming to the surface. She doesn't want to face it. And so she's going to pull away from it. And so I just invited it in. I didn't resist her being the way she was. If she ended up leaving the coaching program, fine if she stayed, but I didn't want her to miss out on the gold. And we had this amazing conversation and she had like a total life-changing breakthrough because of that breakdown. And if I had looked at it in some other way, other than it is only a breakthrough waiting to happen, neither of us would have benefited from that situation. Mm. Yeah, that's man. amazing. Super, super good. And I love that you can take that mentality and not just use it for yourself, you know, to like, to look at these clients that have those moments, because as, as, as people start coaching more and more and more, this exact situation will come up. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very easy to get like defensive or to push things off. But if you take a second and you understand that there's something deeper happening, uh, you can get to that gold, like you said. And whoever that was, man, I'm sure that they're going to look back at this conversation five years from now and just be like, I'm very thankful for Ryan. I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for myself that I saw this through and actually like got what I needed out of that instead of just letting it go. Right. Yeah. It's life changing, man. Yeah. It's good. It's good. 
Awesome. So I, I've been unusually quiet um, <laughs> for, for the first part of this. Yeah, interview. Maria, what's going on? Um, <laughs> well, you guys have just talked about so many amazing things. Um, but if I continue to not bring up some of the stuff that came to me, then I think it'll be completely irrelevant. So if I may, I just want to go back a little bit. One thing that I heard was the hunger. And I think that's one thing that you and Cody both have in common, Ryan, is that they're there was this thing that made you hungry at the moment and maybe it wasn't a physical hunger, but you guys both had a little one either on the way or that had already arrived. And, and you, that, that desire to provide for your family really kicked in and it gave you that hunger of like, Oh my gosh, I need to figure something out. So I just want to make sure that our listeners hear that, that sometimes we just, we need to have that hunger and it might not be a, a physical baby at the moment, but for everyone there, there is that thing. Just going the way you wanted to just have a kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See, you, you heard it here first. That's the way out of all of us. Um, but the other thing that I just, I love what you said, Ryan, and again, this was several minutes ago, but you said that you need, that you weren't, you weren't great with the money side of your business. And then what you said was, I decided to make it a part of my creative process. And that just really stood out to me. One, because a lot of times, now all three of us on here are creatively minded. Uh, mine is more of a, a chaotic creativity, uh, not as much of like the artistic side of creativity. Uh, but both of you have that artistic side. And I think sometimes a lot of people who are just naturally bent towards their own businesses are creatively minded, whether or not they realize that. You don't see as many of the analytical minds who are the ones who are like, yes, I'm going to be that business owner. So, so I think this is really relevant. A lot of times we don't love the numbers. We don't love, um, you know, some of that analytical stuff. And what you said was I made it part of my creative process. So you, you found something that you didn't love and you kind of attached it to something that was a little bit more natural for you, that creative process. And you said, I made it a part of that. So there was a, a definite intentionality there with what you decided to do. And I just, I want our listeners to not overlook that because the, what you're going to tell us next is how successful you've become. And I think that you wouldn't have had that without that intentionality of recognizing I'm going to embrace this thing that I'm not great at and I'm going to attach it to something that is definitely more in my nature. So I appreciate you letting me go back a little bit. Um, Even hearing you say that, I'm realizing that I've done that in other areas. So I did that with money uh, and something that I think all of us, any entrepreneur can identify with is like marketing and social media and mm -hmm. having I had a strong like frustration and aversion with it. And even that is something that I've now taken and just made part of my creative process. And I play with it and it I completely changed my relationship to marketing and social media. So in the same way that I took this thing that I didn't like dealing with like money, uh, I think you can do it to anything, you know, but it takes a perspective shift, you know? Yeah. And, and you made it an actual strategy. And so I, yeah. I love that once you applied it to one thing, you were able to successfully apply it to other things. So yeah. yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So yeah. do you want me to just start talking about how crazy successful I am or like, Hey, <laughs> you know what? I, <laughs> I think that everyone who's tuning in today are really curious to hear what we saw in you. Why did we bring you onto this show? Um, you've already already given them so much uh, value, but yeah, let's let's jump into that. Before you do that, though, I do want to bring our uh, listeners' attention to the idea of the spelling of your name uh, because. Yeah. 
because I did pick up on that when we first talked and his name is actually spelled ROI. So I said, you know, it's almost like he was just meant to be in this financial world with a last name like that. Uh, but yeah, even I, a, a, with that, all that aside, uh, yes, just do start telling us a little. actual last name. People ask me that all the and time. I love it. I, I really, really do love it. And, and I'm excited to have the listeners here where you have taken your business and the successes that you've acquired. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I am, I've always viewed myself as someone like, if I put a hundred percent of my energy towards something, it's only going one way. It's, it's going to be successful. I know that about myself. I believe that through and through about myself. Uh, and my dad would always say that it's a lot easier to do, or it's a lot harder to do something 99% than it is to do something a hundred percent. And I, uh, in my early, ta- uh, early tattoo, in my early uh, coaching career, getting started, oh God, it was such a, I mean, there's nights where I like cried myself to sleep because I'm getting on sales calls and people aren't getting it and I'm not getting it. I feel uncomfortable. And so I was after about almost a year, I don't even think quite a full year, but I, I quick, you know, I did some like certification programs, which helped me get my toe in the water. But then I, I was like, I need a coach. Like I'm, I'm a coach, but I need a coach. I need someone that knows how to do, like, I just felt like I was, like, I tell my clients, like, uh, treading water. I'm exerting a lot of energy, but I'm not going anywhere. But man, am I making a big furious show of all the energy I'm exerting. And so I hired a, a marketing coach. Um, uh, he specifically works with coaches. His name's Greg Faxon. I'll throw a little plug out for him. Uh, he's just phenomenal. And, and was really what I needed at the time was someone to guide me. Um, <coughs> and, uh, excuse me, let me get a sip of water here. Mm. And so I was like, I could be doing this 95%, 98%, but what would it look like if I was doing, if I was a, a financial coach, 100%, that's what I'm committed to, I'm going to invest in myself. And so that's something that I think we talked about the first time. And something I've talked about with a lot of uh, financial coaches reach out to me all the time on these Facebook groups. And I'm happy when I can meet with them. It's been a little bit harder recently, but uh, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to invest. And when I met with Greg, I don't know what he charges now, but I'll just say that the number hit me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is big boy numbers right now. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he said, uh, I think, you know, he said, what, you know, what comes to mind when you think about investing that amount in your business? And I said, well, first of all, what comes to mind is I'm pretty stoked that I like actually have the money. Like I could do it. Um, it's the, was at the time the most money I'd ever spent on anything. Uh, actually that's not true. Uh, but it, it definitely was the most money I'd ever spent on something that wasn't a house or, uh, it was invested in myself, you know, mm-hmm. it was like very a new territory and i was like what you know what else am i doing here what am i doing here am i spending this time and energy like i'm going to be a successful financial coach no matter what let me treat myself like that's happening let me bet all the chips i don't care let's go and i did it and it was you know leaned into the fear is something i teach with my clients uh and i did it and it it was the best investment I ever made. And since then, that number that I invested is chump change compared to the coaches that I've invested in since. And 
um, in two and a half years to give you some idea of the amount of money I've invested in my coaching business. Um, it's in two and a half years, it's over $70,000 in coaching programs that I've invested in. Uh, I worked my way up to those numbers, you know, but, uh, it paid off because I knew I was betting on myself. I'm not betting on the market. I'm not betting on real estate or I was like, I'm betting on me. And I know that that's a bet that's going to pay off. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share, like, it's not, it's not like I'm some magical, you know, I, I think I do have a few things that are maybe unique about me, but like, I just invested in myself and I got the support I needed. And I think if anyone does that, they're going to see a huge return on that investment. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to double down on that and just say that, you know, what, what you're saying about investing into yourself is critical. Um, when I first started, I was nervous to invest in this, into something like that, like into invest into like a coaching program, um, simply just because I didn't know if it was going to work. Right. And I, and I was, and I was newer as well. So I was like, well, I don't really, ha I mean, I have the money, but like, I have to pay for that. It's not the business that's paying for that. So I have to dig out my own pocket and stuff like that. So I was a little bit nervous, but then I took that first step and I, and I invested into my first coach. And, um, it was life-changing, like you mentioned. And then from there, that wasn't the end of it. You know, it was now I've invested into, uh, I think like three or four different coaches for different areas in the business, um, or even just myself. And I haven't quite spent 70 grand, but I spent a decent amount of money, you know? Um, and it, every time that that number goes up, so like just, just recently, uh, this last like month or so I invested into the, the highest level, uh, financially speaking, uh, coaching program that I have to date. And it, you know, it was, it was five figures, um, you know, and above that. And, uh, yeah, like there was like a split second of like, Ooh, okay. Like you mentioned like big boy numbers. Right. <laughs> but then that just faded. Like immediately I was like, I've done this before. And, and every time that I do this, I get better which means that I'm better for my clients. And that means that because of that, like my business grows even more with every client that I bring on. Right. And I think that it's really, really important to invest into ourselves and investing into, you know, coaching for different areas in our business, because by doing that, first of all, we are coaches. So if we are a coach that is unwilling to invest into coaching, that's like a doctor who won't ever go to the doctor. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make sense. So that's one thing I want to say. But the other thing too, is that investing into coaching brings two things. It brings new ideas to the table that maybe you hadn't thought of, and it brings accountability to the table. And if you have new ideas and accountability, and you bring those two things together, the amount of growth that you can have from that is astounding. It's astounding. And that's only going to benefit not only you, but also your clients. And then that kind of like ripple effect that's going to happen, like, you know, six months after you invest into yourself or invest into coaching, I guarantee you, you're going to be in a better place. A year after that, <clears throat> five years after that, I mean, like, I mean, come on, like, what if, I mean, like, if you're, if you're not growing, then you're dying kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, and like, it's just so, so important to invest into yourself because like you mentioned, like you said, you know, I could put it in the market, I could put it into real estate, 
but the only thing that you can actually bet on a hundred percent every single time is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say there's a third thing that I really benefit that I get when I hire coaches, especially when I hire high ticket is, uh, I realize what, from a consumer's perspective, what it's like to pay a lot of money and what it, what am I receiving? What is that experience like? Like I'm yep. getting the, you know, super duper luxury apex experience. Um, and then I can deliver that to my clients. So that was huge for me to see, Oh, what is a coach that charges 15,000 for three to six months? Like, what is that like? You know, <coughs> um, you know, the current program I'm in now is over 30 grand. And it's like, wow, like the, the things that become, I'm, I get to go to mastermind groups with people that are earning over a hundred thousand dollars a month in their coaching practice. And mm -hmm. I get to speak to them and that is worth, that's priceless. Like, it, and, and what I've found too is in these higher tiers of coaching programs, uh, small amounts of information, like can actually pay for the whole program. Um, whereas in my earlier coaching, it felt like I really needed to get as much of the, the, the stuff. And sometimes it, it was, I've had moments where I'm like, is this worth 30 grand for this thing? But I'm like, well, that one thing that I learned from that one person probably earned me half the investment that I made in this program. So I, that's been an interesting kind of difference that I've noticed, uh, in, in my coaching, receiving coaching journey. Yeah. May mm -hmm. I ask you a clarification question on that? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that has been a, more attributable to the coaching programs or to who Ryan is at the time of taking those programs? Um, I I actually don't think it's because of some that I've gotten to some level. Like it, I actually, if I really am honest, um, I you know my my coaching business, uh, you know. Even five months ago, I was doing like 10 to 15K. On, I was doing about 15K on average. And then I got into group coaching. And now I'm doing somewhere in the like 30 to $70,000 a month range mm -hmm. of revenue per month. And so it's like the numbers got so much bigger. And so these small tweaks to my marketing strategy or uh, taking a process that could take me three hours and turning it into a process that takes me 15 minutes mm -hmm. buys me another $10,000 a month. You know, it's these subtle, small changes, mm -hmm. but uh, the ripple effect, the compound effect is so much bigger because you're playing with bigger numbers. I think that to me, that's kind of what I've noticed. Um, yeah. I've been in coaching programs my whole life too. I will just say that like ever since I was a child, my parents were in coaching programs uh, I did, uh, like landmark forum, landmark education is a big one that had a huge impact on my life. Did that the first time when I was like 12 years old. So I've actually been in the world of coaching my whole life. Mm. And I think there was some part of me that knew I wanted to do this one day. Uh, even in my, the middle of my tattooing career, there was some calling to be uh, a coach. Even my any, I'm like an Enneagram eight with, I can't remember the wing, but it's like, basically you're designed to be a coach, a supporter, a teacher, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's par partially to do with me, but also like when you're, when you're growing, uh, it's like they say, it's easier to make your first hundred or your first hundred thousand than, or it's harder to make your first hundred thousand than it is to make your first, you know, 500,000. It's like the bigger right. numbers you're playing with, the, the easier it is to see your return in, in many ways. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Thank you for answering that question. Um, since we're talking about percentages, I'd love to go back to something that you said when you first started talking about investing in yourself. And that was, you said, I could be doing this 95%, 98%, but what would it look like if I did it 100%? Uh, not only do I love the question that you asked yourself, what would it look like if I did 100%? What I love about what you said is that you were playing with numbers like 95 to 98%. I cannot tell you how many people are like, well, I could be doing this 25% or 50%, but you know, what if I, what if I was doing it 75 or 80%? And that in their minds, if they're willing to do 95 or 98%, they don't need a coach because they're already doing 95 to 98%. So what I'm bringing up here is that you are willing to hire somebody and invest in yourself for a two to 5% gap, whereas so many other people get stuck in that mindset of, well, I'm only willing to do that if they're gonna fill in a 50% gap or a 25% gap. Does mm. that make sense? It That's makes, really good, Maria. Again, it, the difference between 99 and 100% is light years away. Yes. It's light year different game. And I will say, even when I was working with that first uh, marketing and sales coach that, that helped me start earning 10K a month as a financial coach, uh, there was a moment within that program where I like something broke inside of me. It's like, really, it was like, before that, I was like, I think I'm a, I think I'm a financial coach. But like, also, like, if this doesn't work out, you know, like there was something that was like almost there. And like, there was, I, it's like emotional to talk about because it was like, it felt like a part of me that didn't fully believe myself had to die. Mm. And it was hard and it was like scary. And then what was left after that was just, there is no going back. There is no plan B. There is just this is going to work or I'm going to die trying. And those are the only options here. So it's working because I'm not dying, you know? Love that. Yeah. And how powerful is that? Like that's the power of coaching. And I think that that goes both ways. Like not even just having the conversation about, you know, we as financial coaches investing into other coaching ourselves, but also what we as financial coaches can bring to the table for people. Mm. You know, like if, if, if yeah. we even have that kind of impact on even one person, uh -huh. man, that is so worth giving this a real shot and really putting everything that you have into it. Not that 95% or that 98, but that 100%, that is worth it because correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but that one moment to where you had that piece, that part of you die that it needed to die right yeah. in order for a new life to come in yeah that's going to stick with you not just for you know one or two years like it is now but for a decade or two or three or until you actually do leave this earth am i correct or, or am i wrong yeah. it's a it's a burned into my you know some like it really felt like it snapped in that moment i remember yeah. i remember being on the call with my coach and it, and and like you said, like, I have, I, I hope, I believe I have seen that moment for several, m many people that I have coached. Um, it's something that I lose a little bit in the group coaching is I don't meet with people as often one-on-one. -on -one. I do meet with people one-on-one -on, -one on occasion. But again, um, I had someone message me saying, hey, things are going real crazy right now. I think I need to pull out of your program. I think I need a refund. And I do offer a hundred percent guarantee and we, we will refund you with some cir circumstances, but 
ultimately, you know, I do offer that to people. Uh, it's easier to do in a group program. I don't recommend you offer that if you're doing one-on-one coaching. But uh, I said, look, let's hop on a call, you know, and we got on the call. And first, I just needed to let him be in his fear. And again, this is the breakdown. And there's a breakthrough waiting to happen if we calm ourselves, don't react to it. Because I could get all defensive as a coach and try to, you know, or I could be like, oh, here, take the money. And yeah, no, no problem. That would be easy. It would be easy for me to give him a refund. What would be difficult but fruitful is for me to, one, allow him to experience his fear, sit in it with him, you know, em- empathetic, like just be there in that moment where he's like facing fear and then open space, hold space for him to powerfully stand in that fear. And I, I'm thinking about this one particular guy I recently spoke with and it was like clear that this fear that he has around this, it's, it's owning him in every area of his life in everything that has to do with money. Oh, it always has. And it always will. If we don't do something different. And I, I could see that something had to die in him for him to be in that conversation and left the conversation empowered and excited and ready. And I said, lean on me. If you need, that's what I'm here for. If you need me, lean on me. I'm your coach. You want me on your side. You want me to have your back. There's no one else you want that to have your back than me. And I got your back and we're going to do this. And he just felt so supported and had that. And it was just like, oh, it felt so good to, to give someone that. And and have those breakthroughs because there's gold in it always. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's valuable, man. And you know, if there's anyone who's like listening to this conversation and, and like really feeling this, which if you're not feeling this, I would be concerned because this is a pretty, like, this is a pretty like <laughs> intense and like deep conversation. Um, but I just want to take a moment and say like, you're listening to this podcast for a reason. You're, stepping into coaching you are a coach for a reason and these moments that ryan just uh just unpacked that is the reason even if that only happens once in a blue moon the purpose of you is is that you're able to make an impact like that uh it's almost like our duty you know like we don't have enough people in our in our lives most people don't have enough people some people don't have any people in their lives that can allow them to step in to our hearts and actually make like a life altering change. And could you just imagine if that was you? I mean, give it a shot, you know, because there's people out there who are depending on that. And, you know, you can, you can be that person that can help turn the corner for them. Um, and one thing that I will say too, is that not only does that affect the client, which in Ryan's scenario, he was the client in that case. Um, but it also affects the coach. It really does affect the coach too. Because if there's one thing that I've learned about coaching is that when when there's like a massive breakthrough with someone, it's not just going to affect the client. It affects me as well. Um, I, I feel like I have learned just as much as that person has as well. And it, that's valuable in itself. Um, you know, you can't, you, no amount of money can buy experience, you know, and it, that kind of experience and having that kind of interaction with people is priceless. It's priceless. So that, I mean, the fact that we're able to do this and that we have the opportunity to do this 
is amazing and we shouldn't let that slip by. I agree with that. And I would just like to add that we don't always get to see the breakthroughs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes as coaches, we, we are still there for them in the breakdowns and we can hold that space and we can, you know, let them, let them be in that moment. But sometimes the breakthrough actually comes down the road. And, and I've seen, you know, Ryan, you mentioned that, you know, you've been in coaching, at least in the arena of coaching all your life. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I wonder, and of course we'll never know, but I wonder if the breakthrough that you described would have been during that time with that coach, had you not had the foundation of coaching and all of the insights that came with that for so many years prior. Um, and, yeah. No, everything you're saying is a hundred percent. Like there's so many seeds that get planted. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I say this all the time in my coaching programs too. Like we're planting seeds and you might not see any fruit from that seed for the next couple months or even the next couple years. But I promise you, we are planting seeds and they will bear fruit. Uh, and some of them sooner and some of them later, but yeah, that's, that's what coaching has been for me. It's pushed me to see, really see my blind spot. I think that's a lot of what coaching is. Like we all have blind spots Rather than avoid that or deny that, it's acknowledge, yeah, I have lots of blind spots and that's what my coach is there for to help show me those blind spots because it's so powerful. It shifts our perspective. It shifts our consciousness. And then we start taking different actions. We start building new habits and we ultimately change our life. And that's, that's how it works. It's simple, you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I love analogies. And when you brought that up, it, it reminded me I'm, I'm a little bit older than both of you, I think. Um, but back in the day, you know, you actually had to check your blind spot. There wasn't something on the little rear view mirror or the side mirrors that told you there was something there. And I kind of liken our lives to that, you know, without a coach, you're just always having to be self-reliant. You have to always check your blind spot and take a look at it. Uh, now that we have some of those extra things built in, there's somebody who's saying, hey, FYI, there's something over here in this blind spot. Now, if you are smart, you will double check anyway to make sure because uh, that that could be faulty or, you know, whatever. Um, but it, it builds in that little bit of um, not just accountability, but safety, And I can say for myself, like driving at night is really difficult for me. I have bad eyesight when it comes to things at night. And I can tell you that when I have a chip, we actually do have some cars that don't have that safety feature. And just for the record, uh, still in our household. So when I'm driving at night, I get to choose, do I want to take the car that has that safety feature or the one that doesn't? And nine times out of 10, if if the car that has it is available, I will choose that. During the day, it doesn't matter to me because I can see differently during the day. But at night, I don't like to have to see because all the lights coming at me, that's what messes with my eyes. So I don't like to check my blind spot as much. And so knowing that that's there, it's a safety net for me to say, you might be missing this. And I kind of think coaching is similar to that in a lot of ways. Like you can survive without it. You know, you can become very self-reliant, but that's what their coach is there for is to, like you said, Ryan, to help you see those blind spots and to um, just be the added safety net sometimes for us. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and thank you for indulging me in my analogy <laughs> with yeah, that. Perfect analogy. Um, you know, we, I, I do have about 10 minutes that I can hang on and I've got things after that, but what I'd love to, you know, just touch on uh, at the end of this conversation is um, something we were talking about and, and we've been talking about too, but it's like, there's, there's, so there's the coaching, right? That's one element, but then mm-hmm. there's the like, 
getting into the trenches and doing it and learning from doing rather than learning from being taught. And, um, I, I, that's the other element. So there's the, if I could attest any two things to the success that I've had, it's one is I've gotten great coaches. I work with them. I'm very coachable. That's awesome. The other thing is, Yes, I've done some certification programs. I even went and got licensed as a financial advisor. I went through this whole process. I got a Series 65. Honestly, it was kind of a waste of time. But uh, nonetheless, you know, I I learned I learned maybe five percent of everything I know about coaching from all those programs and all those things. Everything I do, everything that makes my coaching truly extraordinary and awesome, and why I get rave reviews is because. I just dealt, I just dove in and I was just like making up my program as I went along. I see a lot of posts on some of the Facebook groups and I'm not knocking on it. I'm just kind of just going on a nudge to people like, oh, I want to build out my whole coaching program before I coach someone. Yeah. I don't recommend you do that. I Maybe you can have a couple layout, like a curriculum or some ideas, but there's going to be so much that you learn about what you want to offer your clients in the actual coaching and I wouldn't want you to blind yourself or uh, not meet. Like sometimes in coaching sessions, like there's moments of silence. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, lear- I'm thinking about something. And that's what they're paying for. I don't need to always have the answer right away. Uh, sometimes I Google things. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually get back to you on that because I don't think I have the best answer right now. Um, and that that's what made me a great coach. That's what made from a, from a good coach to a great coach is not because I had the best plan figured out beforehand, but it was, I really listened for what does my client need? And then I adapted and I helped figure it out. And and that was how my program got built. It wasn't ever figured out beforehand. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important. We've, we've talked uh, about that on that, on this show uh, before as well. It's, It's actually been quite a while since we've talked about that. Um, but you're right. Like you don't have to have like every single thing lined up before you actually hop into it. Because likely if, if you wait for that to happen, you're likely never going to actually start coaching because, <laughs> you know, like there's, you never have like everything perfect. Right. And, you know, the ability to be able to recognize that and actually just step into it and be like, okay, like I have a few pillars and I have like an idea of where I want to go, but I'm open to learning myself and shifting and, you know, grabbing nuggets and, you know, planting those seeds to turn it into something awesome. Um, that, that requires a level of faith in yourself as well. And, um, you know, it, it requires the confidence that you can step into something and not have all the answers and know that you're going to make the most of it and it's going to be okay. And I think that, you know, that is a really big sign of, like you mentioned, not just a good coach, but, a great coach. So yeah, Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think the other side of that coin is, you know, not having that is it requires presumption. I mean, you, if you think you have all of the answers put together before you even meet the person that you're helping, right? Does aren't you kind of presuming that, you know, about this person, you know, I like to tell people I've known you for 15 minutes. You've known you your whole life. It would be ridiculous for me to think that I know what's better for you (laughs) than, than what you know is good for you. And so I I do think that um, not only from a practical standpoint of, you know, you're never going to start if you think you have to have it all together, but from an actual coaching standpoint, 
in terms of serving them well, we can't presume that we have all of those answers because that would just be ridiculous. So, so yeah, it is very important to not think that you have to have it all together before you bring somebody in because that makes it more difficult to meet them where they are. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know what my program would look like if I built it first and then tried to teach it. It would I, look like the program that you thought you wanted to go through yourself. That's right. that's typically what we see in in the beginning. Financial coaches uh, they went through a certain you know a lot of times like if they wanted to pay off debt for example they either went through a certain program or they had certain processes that they put into place and those individuals who want to have everything put together ahead of time put that together. Right. That's what their program looks like is what worked for them. But again, that presumes that so many people are just like them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being able to adapt and like, I have a, a signature system, right? I have that, but like mm -hmm. within that, there's so much ebb and flow and, you know, I don't ever try to force someone to do something because that's what the system says to do yep. if it truly doesn't work in their life. And I've actually started coaching people in other countries. So that's been a new learning process. Uh, you know, just got clients in Europe and Canada now. And I'm like, okay, how are things a little bit different over there? The banking system's a little different and, right. you know, um, but ultimately I can adapt it to fit more or less what, whatever it is that I teach, you know? Yep. I love that. Yep. So Ryan, I know that we are coming up on the top of the hour. Um, so we're going to wrap this up, but you know, you talked about planting seeds and, you know, I think that a really good way to, to bring this full circle would just be for you to share one seed that you want to plant into the hearts and minds of the listeners, one takeaway um, to kind of leave with them on this episode. If there's one thing that you can say, what would that be? Yeah. So uh, this isn't hard for me to uh, think of actually. It's like pretty, pretty easy for me to think of this. I didn't think of this before. And this is just the seed that in so many ways has been, affected every area of my coaching business uh, and specifically my coaching business, not necessarily my life, but, but me as a financial coach. So uh, in the process of dying to the new version of myself that I knew was possible, I realized how afraid I was of what other people would think of me if I did X, Y, Z, right? Whatever that is. And I had a decent social media following from tattooing. But again, it was like people looking to get tattoos. I didn't have a lot of other tattoo artists necessarily, some, but, you know, that wasn't my audience on social media yet. And I was so afraid to share more. So I was like changing my message. I'm like, here's all these cool tattoos, but also how's your retirement account? You know, like <laughs> weird. And I was like, uh, you know, this is, um, people are going to judge me. They're going to be like, what the is Ryan doing this money stuff? You know, ugh, dude, just make cool art. And leave us <laughs> and, and ultimately money is a confronting conversation. So it's like, I knew I was going to trigger some people and stuff. So I, uh, I was struggling to like really share my message like powerfully and, I kind of came up with this game and I've shared about this before and sometimes, but I, I this is the message. This is the seed is um, I called it the lighthouse game. And I just viewed myself as I'm this lighthouse and how do I be a good lighthouse? Like a lighthouse is there to provide safety 
and uh, awareness and sort of show up in the world so that other people can get the help and support they need or avoid land if they, you know. But a good lighthouse is bright and it shines frequently. It's not like shining once every hour. It's shining, you know, it's repeated in this process. So I viewed myself and my marketing practice as this lighthouse. And I was like, I need to shine brightly and I need to shine regularly. And I need to stop worrying about people that see my light and don't need it or don't want it. Let them see it. And if they don't need it or they don't want it right now, maybe they will in the future. Maybe they know someone that needs it or wants it. Or maybe they just don't care and they can keep their ship can keep on going. But I know that people that need to see it aren't going to see it if I don't shine brightly and regularly. And I, I just like... I just stopped caring about what anyone else is going to say or think or do if I am speaking loudly and proudly about my message of financial wellness, of healing the world's relationship with money. I think that it's probably, to me, it's the most important issue that we face as a people on this planet. Uh, it affects every other problem that we're facing as a, as a collective, you know, humanity as a species. And I'm just not going to shut up about this. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Don't follow me. Uh, and what I found was immediately, like, so many people stopped following me. Like, I was, like, losing followers, like, left and right. And then someone would message me, and they would say, oh, thank you so much for sharing this. stuff. I wish someone had taught me this a long time ago. I wish someone was talking. It's awesome that you're doing this. And, like, that one message would mean more to me than, like, 20, 30 followers that stopped following me. And because I just kept doing this, I didn't care about the numbers or this. I just spoke. I just shined my light. Uh, now, you know, I have over 10,000 followers on social media, on Instagram. And it's like, now I'm the money tattoo guy. Like people know me as that people are sharing this with their friends and um, you know, it sort of hit some tipping points. So that's what I want to share is like, be a bright light, in your life, you, you, every one of us, I do believe not to get too gushy or anything, but I do, I think we all have this bright light of love and care and we just want to help people. And so don't hide that from the people that do need to see it so that they can come and get the help they need because you're afraid that someone else who doesn't need it or might think or judge or whatever, uh, don't worry about them. Let their ship keep passing. Just keep shining as brightly and as regularly as you possibly can. That's all. So good, man. So good. Thank you for sharing that. Where can people find you if they want to if they want to connect? Uh, my Instagram is Ryan Roy R O I Tattoo at Gmail dot. Uh, not well. That's yeah. Ryan Roy Tattoo at Ryan Roy Tattoo on Instagram. Uh, it's not a financial coaching name, but that's how I'm known in the industry. So I just left it. Um, you can also look at theartfuldollar.com. Uh, you can check out and learn a little bit more about me there. Um, yeah, those are really the best ways to, to get in touch. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for joining our show. Um, I had a lot of fun. I uh, hope you did too. And, you know, can't wait to uh, to put this out and yeah. to uh, give people that value. And who knows, we might have you back at some point if you're open to it. And um, yeah, man, it was just great to connect. And uh, I, I look forward to our relationship, uh, you know, strengthening from here as well. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So it's awesome. an honor to have you yeah. on the Financial po Coaches Podcast. Thank you, Brian. It is a pleasure, really. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you all for listening as well. We hope to catch you next week. And 
that's all, folks. See ya. (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.